Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. Well, it's an unusually chilly morning here in Jacksonville, Florida, as we gather to have our Bible chat. I have with me in the studio Eric Pimit, who is the executive director of EMNR, also known as Evangelical Missions to Non-Christian Religions. Eric, good to have you in the studio. Oh, it's great to be here. And you can learn more about EMNR at emnr.org. I want to encourage you to check out that good ministry. He's also a member here at Harvest Jacksonville and has joined us in the past for Bible chats, so it's good to have him back. We're going to talk this morning, Eric, about 1 Kings chapter 2. Right at the start of this chapter, David, who it tells us in the chapter itself, is about to go uh, the ways of his ancestors. He's He's about to pass, and he's handing the baton off to his son Solomon, who will now be king over God's people. And I love what he says to his son Solomon when he is making this transition of the baton. He says, Therefore, I'm going to go all the way to the earth. Be thou strong, therefore. I'm reading King James Version. 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 2. And show thyself a man. That phrase right there. Show thyself a man. Well, how do you show yourself a man? He tells us in verse 3. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest. And whithersoever thou turnest thyself. So David has been the king. He's been a good king overall. Had a little blemish on there. I wouldn't call it a little one, but it was a, it was a big, big blemish with his adultery and murder yeah. and attempted cover-up. A major blemish and stumbling block. No doubt about it. But overall, in terms of his reign, it was a very good reign in which he honored the Lord. Now he's handing the baton to his son Solomon. And he charges him to show himself a man. What is it about masculinity and leadership? What is it about this charge? Show, be a man. Now, in that day and time, being a man oftentimes was associated with bravery and with courage. I'll say one more thing. Mm-hmm. And this happens to me when I was you know, often told, be a man, which means be willing to suffer pain. Being willing and ready to suffer pain if necessary uh, is part of masculinity. It's the masculine duty. It's the masculine duty to lead. He's going to be a leader. He's going to be king. I, I know there's a, there was a very popular book. I think it came out in the early 90s and was fairly prominently, uh, I want to say, promoted in the Promise Keepers movement by an author by the, name, by the name of Steve Farrar. Mm-hmm. It's called Point Man, if I remember correctly. A soldier for our country serving in Vietnam point man was the guy who, when they would go out and patrol through the jungle, he would be the guy in front, the most vulnerable to attack. And they'd be in a single file line. If you think of the movies, you know, the Vietnam movies, they'd be in single file line moving through the jungle. He was the man looking for danger. He was the man that was leading the way, going down the path, and he was the most vulnerable to attack. That takes courage. It took great courage to be the point man. And, and, you know, a lot of guys would dread it. It's like, oh, no, it's my turn to be the point man. They would take turns being the point man. Um, but it calls for bravery. It calls for risk. Uh, it, it calls for sound judgment and clarity of mind and foreseeing the dangers that could be ahead. And he traps. And he's tying the manhood aspect 
in his leadership with keeping the charge of the Lord, to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments. It takes courage to do things God's way. Especially with a people that might be disposed to go a different way. It's hard to be a leader when you realize that half of the people following you might not want to. And so it's going to take uh, moral courage, and people will fall in line if they see someone that they can respect. But if they say see, see someone weak or wishy-washy or willing to compromise, then they'll be likely. We used to say in the church I was part of prior here, it said, like sheep, like shepherd. Or, mm. Excuse me. Like shepherd, like sheep. Like shepherd, like sheep. <laughs> I flipped it around. Uh, <clears throat> Yes, the uh, sheep will often follow the character and the attitude and the willingness of uh, the person who's leading them. So it's very vital that the leader has this courage, this moral fortitude, this this willingness to say, I'm going to do it God's way, even maybe when the sheep don't necessarily want to follow, and even when the world is going the opposite direction. I love the uh, imagery in the beginning of the Chosen TV series when they're doing the credits at the start. You have these fish all swimming downstream, and you have one that turns around, I think it does, and it starts swimming upstream opposite the direction right. of the other fish. Yes, yes, that's part of their logo. This is moral courage. This is showing yourself a man as a leader is, I'm going to go against the grain. I, the world says, let's go this direction. We're going to pursue greed or uh, selfish gain or... Um, just go for pleasure or, or whatever it might be in terms of worldly values. And the Christian leader says, no, I'm going to go against that. I'm going to go against just leading our people into a place of a comfort zone for, per se. I'm willing to take them out in, in, in the context of churches and uh, Christian settings. We're on mission. It takes courage to be on mission because Satan greatly opposes that. Especially true. In, I think in this contextual case here, to follow the Lord your God, Yahweh, Jehovah your God, and keep his ways, his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, and his testimonies. Is that five elements there? His ways, his statutes, his commandments, his judges, judgments, and his, his testimonies. All the different things that he has advised, recommended, uh, commanded, uh, and prescribed as penalties, which would include some civil codes as well. Uh, all those uh, and uh, things which he has promised. And so both the promises and the commandments, the judgments uh, and the blessings are all part of the package. But it's a package of the Lord your God. And they would be tempted to watch other gods and watch what other nations do and use those other nations as their example. They would be tempted to follow their past. And their past can often be pagan. Uh, they would be uh, tempted to... Uh, see what is popular and what is wealthy, what causes uh, people to get rich. And sometimes following the Lord will not make you rich. It will actually in involve uh, financial loss. Are you willing to do that? That's good. Now, we know Solomon did not keep this. He, he didn't show himself a man. Uh, it, interestingly enough, his weakness was what the world often would say is, look what, what a man he is. Look at all the women. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his, and that is one of the key areas that men are, are weak in, is, is the, the moral and uh, f fidelity areas of morality, ethics, and sexual ethics, including marriage fidelity to one woman. Um, 
that was his that was his weakness. It looked like an element of power because the reason he had so many uh, wives and concubines is because in the culture, not the not the country, the culture, um, having many women was a sign of power and greatness. And the more you had, the wealthier you were. Are partly because you had to have wealth to, to sustain them and financial success uh, and power. Uh, but it was also appeal to the flesh. I'd like to move on a little bit to the promise at the bottom mm-hmm. where it says, keep them as it is written in the law of Moses. And so we have writing. There mm. are some skeptical people today who doubt that writing existed, but it says it is written in the law of Moses that you may prosper in all you do. Doesn't that remind you of the book of Joshua? Yes, it does. Joshua 1.8. Mm-hmm. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall observe to keep all that is written in it that you may prosper. It does hearken to Joshua here with the, with the uh, showing yourself a man type concept. Be courageous, and the courage is going to be to have to lead in a way that you keep God's word. And so God's telling us to do the same today, whether you're leading a home, whether you're a single parent who's leading your, your child or children, whatever, you're, whether you're a manager at work, whatever setting you're in, God is calling to you le- to lead in a way that honors him as is taught in his word. Of course, the only way we're going to be able to do that is by the power of the Spirit, not by might, nor by power, but by the Holy Spirit living in us and dwelling us. And thankfully, we have that in Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth Podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It is copyrighted by Brett A. Marani, 2022.